On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt is going solo as Nick takes a break from his break, but fear not, he'll talk about the limited number of Star Wars news topics that have popped up since last week. These include a new SDCC Funko Pop exclusive and Lego's new rad-looking mosaic sets, which are getting a Sith Lord's offering. He may also riff on Clone Wars topic and how we probably won't get the unfinished arcs. Of course, the fan segment is still on the docket as Matt will go over the Battle of the Basics bracket, this week's Question of the Week, and the Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features of the Week. Cue the music. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Woohoo! Woo! Hoo! 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 They call me the Ric Flair of Star Wars fan podcast hosts. How's it going? How's it hanging? We got Cryo and Liam in the chat. What is up, dudes? You might be looking at something and going, wait, this isn't the normal looking Star Wars Time Show live stream. Where the hell is Nick? No, Nick is not dead. Nick is alive. Nick is taking a break from his break. All right. So you're stuck with me today. Just me in my way too tight t-shirt from our buddy Adrian Belgar, a.k.a. Action Figure Snaps. Thanks again, brother. This is definitely one of my favorite shirts. See it? Look at that. Check out the logo, how it pops on my titties. Loving it. All right, so uh, solo or, or single person shows are always interesting because I don't have my dude in my cans. I just am left with this evil voice that uh, the universe has given me, my id, if you will, the ego, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Who, know long, who knows how long this episode will be? Maybe we'll get some interaction from uh, the Fandos here. Yes, I just use your name, Fandos. Get some. All you people with your hashtag movements. Who started? I know Greggy Boy probably started the Star Wars time assholes for life. So have at it. It's all good. We love you. The dedicated ones, that is. And we need more of you. So keep spreading the good word. Those of you that have decided to dedicate yourself to the Star Wars Time Show on a weekly basis. All right. Hey, now, there we go. Klondike just showed up. We have another hey nower. We just get stuck into a bunch of hey nows, right? Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Fandalorian assholes. There you go. How's that? So anyways, I'm not going to get caught up in the peanut gallery nonsense this week. Although I do ask them to kind of chime in because like I said, there is no Nick. Uh, so it's just me. And if I see some comments that are worth reacting to, maybe I will react to them. All right. Um, just got back from whitewater rafting. All right. Way to go, Liam. Way to go enjoying those outdoor activities. Hopefully you did not get any COVID. All right. 
Okay, friends. So let's go ahead and get into some of the topics we got to talk about today. It's light again. I mean, we're coming off a holiday week here over in the States. So things are kind of just on the DL for a bit. And we've talked about this in the past in terms of Star Wars content. It seems like ever since Celebration was canceled, they've kind of pulled back a lot of the reveals, announcements, this, that, and the other thing. So there's really nothing, I would say, uh, steamy to talk about. You know, uh, there's a Clone Wars topic I'm going to get into. No, we didn't post it on StarWarsTime.net because, in the end, we're lazy assholes. That's right. I can't do everything. Nick's on a break. I had to do his top five for him this week. He's so lazy. So I didn't have time to post this article on Filoni essentially saying... Yes, there's a bunch of unfinished Clone Wars episodes, upwards of 40, but I'm an artist. We're going to move on. I've got other projects I want to work on. So more comments on that coming down the pipe. Uh, Vote for storytellers. Uh, Those of you that are toy photographers, I believe what Cryo is talking about. Again, this is coming from the chat here on the live stream, which we'd always love for you to join in. If you can, it's up on YouTube.com. Look for Star Wars Time Show. Uh, But what Cryo is screaming about here, him and Joe, they're on a toy photography team called the Storytellers. uh, And they put out a shot and they're trying to win toy photography glory. I'm talking at least a a Instagram post to recognize their excellence. So if you're a fellow artist and you're in the toy photography community, make sure to look up cryophotography or Klondike Studios at and at and you can get all the goods there. All right. How was that, guys? Now you can send me the motherfucking check in the mail. Thank you. Notice how I never get asked to be on any of these teams, which is great because I probably wouldn't participate because I'm a lazy asshole. And in the end, I hate toy photography, even though I've dedicated part of my Star Wars podcast to it. Go figure. That's just how I roll. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the first topic we have to talk about. Those of you in the stream, you can see it up there on the screen. But we're starting to get some SDCC exclusive reveals Uh, Obviously, the show is canceled this year. It's just going to be online, all this fun stuff, kind of, you know, celebration deal. Uh, So a lot of the exclusive collectibles that usually come out for the con season, be it just SDCC or if it is a celebration year, they've just kind of fallen off the face of the earth at this point in time. Uh, we, we got that, you know, Funko, they're going to have this Sith jet trooper. Uh, I believe you can just order it now right through Funko or Amazon. Uh, but I, I've gone over my, my Funko pop life. I was a junkie. It's really what started me into photography of toys. I've always been a collector. Uh, so I can thank the Funko pops for taking up a ton of space in my basement Uh, for making me regret spending thousands of dollars on them. But some of the positives is that the Funko Pop obsession did teach me once and for all to take shit out of boxes. I'm not talking about literal shit in a box, right? Not Tommy Boy. I'm talking about your figures. And that kind of helped me. So there was a little bit of collector growth with the Funko Pop line, but I'm not nearly as consumed with the craze as I used to be. 
Uh, I'm talking when we get an exclusive reveal like this, maybe even three, four years ago, I'd be going cuckoo for Coco Funkos, if you know what I mean. I mean, am I going to get it? How much of how much am I going to have to overpay? Am I going to go to pop culture in Australia? No, they don't let them ship exclusives to the States anymore. It was a big uh, FOMO type of experience with the Funko Pops. So, guys, Sith Jet Trooper out there. I'm not saying he looks stupid. I'm just... I, I, this aesthetic has has uh, worn off on me, I guess, in terms of collecting. Always going to love it. Always reminded of it because I have, again, probably f- 600 of them sitting in the room behind me. They're locked up now. Uh, they're in Funko Pop jail, if you will. But I don't know. E- even stuff like this just doesn't do it for me anymore. And yes, look, they fly now. So... Uh, these are out there, should be shipping in July. Like I said, you will be able to find the Star Wars Funko exclusives either right through Funko.com or Amazon. So keep a look out for those if you still get into the Funko Pop scene. All right, like I said, not much to talk about there. Uh, this one, on the other hand, does intrigue me. And this is the reveal we got. And this was kind of tipped off from our buddies over at Exclude Magazine. But they unveiled some awesome looking Lego Sith mosaics. Um, so these things are badass. Uh, it's not just Star Wars. I mean, they have sets related to the Beatles Andy Warhol, this, that, and the other thing. But naturally, being the Star Wars Time show, StarWarsTime.net, we're, we're going to focus on the good stuff, on the stuff from that far, far away galaxy. And that is the what the Lego's calling the Sith Lords Mosaic Set. Uh, I say set, but in the end, if you truly want to collect... All four of the available mosaics you can build with this set, you're going to have to buy six of them. Yes, Lego are mad geniuses when it comes to squeezing dollars out of fans, in particular Star Wars fans. So again, each one of these mosaics, you can build one of three images. All right, so you could either build the Maul, the Vader, the Kylo. Great, but again, one image per box. They all look rad. We all want them all. So you'd have to buy three boxes at 120 a box just to get all three. Here's the other kicker. If you want to uh, create the super duper Voltron version of the Lego Sith Lord Mosaic wall art, you have to buy another three <laughs> sets to combine them into this piece you can see right here on the live stream version of the cast. I'm not going to lie. It's a badass looking mosaic. I would love to have this thing. Uh, I would love to have just the the portrait versions of the Sith characters here. But in the end, is is one lover of Star Wars art going to drop six times 120, right? So if we do some math here, I mean, we're talking at least over... $700, maybe $800, maybe $900, maybe $1,000. Break out the calculators, my friends. But like I said, if you want to hang all three of the portraits and the combinator portrait, where you have to buy three sets to make one portrait, you're looking at six total sets to buy at $120 a pop. So 
kind of a bummer. I don't know what I'm going to do here. I, I, like I said, I'm definitely intrigued. I think this would be something uh, very, a very zen-like activity. Uh, it's almost like a, what the hell are these things called when I was little? Like a, a pixel bright, something like that. Bright pixels where you'd stick these little pixels in a, in the black cardboard paper and it would light shit up for you, creating a lit up mosaic. I was never allowed to get one probably because it cost too money, but either way, I think building a Lego mosaic to hang on your wall would be very zen, very calm, very rewarding type of activity, and it involves Legos and Star Wars. So, big fan of the reveal, not a fan of the price point and how you go about uh, setting all these up. There we go from the uh, chat here, Klondike corrected me. It was the light bright. Thank you. That's why I need some sort of feedback here because sometimes I just start throwing out shit and it's exactly that. Just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, so thanks for that Klondike. So, uh, I'm not sure when these are going up. It was kind of a, a leak, not by Xclue. They, they picked it up from another site and, and we just used the Xclue article as our source. Uh, but I, I'm not sure if these are up and available, uh, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, but if they are, I'll let you know. Follow us on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show or my dumbass at Haywood Pop. You never know. You never know what you're going to get from the Star Wars Time Show team. All right. So in terms of our just, hey, this is real Star Wars news, that, that's about all we have for the Star Wars Time Show this week. So thanks for joining and we'll see you in 119. No, I'm not going to not going to quit yet. Right. I'm at least going to squeeze a few minutes out of this. Uh, I will let you know those that are listening to the live stream, I forgot on the audio only version to record probably the first five minutes. So there's that fun. Uh, it's always a good time here on the Star Wars Time Show, especially when it comes to our technologies. Okay, so kind of the the big lead topic, if you will, the one that I hope to trick people in with some clickbait here. Is an article that kind of popped up today on the internet. Uh, like I said, I, I'm not sure where this came from. I, I think it came from an interview that Comic Book did here with uh, Tyne, just talking about the Clone Wars. Uh, but just to give you some background here, there's a bunch of unfinished Clone Wars arcs. Uh, some of them used to be posted on StarWars.com. Some of them have been turned into comic book arcs. Others were reworked into the final season of the Clone Wars, and some are probably just dead, DOA, never coming back. Uh, but what I want to point out here is a, a recent statement from Dave himself, uh, Lord Dave, Dark Lord of Saving Star Wars. Everyone, oh, amen, oh, Dave Filoni, we love you and need you. To restore some normalcy to the Star Wars universe. Amen. Yeah, so anyways, Lord Filoni uh, dropped a comment out there, and I, I kind of take him at his word. Uh, we, all, we all have to remember here, especially the hardcore Star, Star Wars Time Show fans, a.k.a. the Fandos, a.k.a. the Fando assholes. 
as people that create art, uh, over time, you probably get tired with doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you want to kind of stretch your boundaries. You know, Filoni moved into live action with Mando. And I think that's awoken uh, or, or stoked his already massive Star Wars fanbo- fanboy fire. Uh, so it's good when artists kind of move on uh, from something that made them either successful, popular, mainstream, to try something different. Um, so uh, essentially, fans have been like, "Where are we ever going to see these episodes? There, there's upwards of 40 unfinished Clone Wars episodes that would have made up various arcs that we, we've heard about, this, that, and the other thing. So someone asked Filoni, like, hey, uh, are fans ever going to see some of these arcs like Crystal Crisis on Utapau or a Dark Disciple, Son of Dathomir, so on and so forth? And what Filoni said essentially is, I don't know. Personally, for me, probably not. Okay, that's a that's a pretty huge statement coming from the co-creator of the Clone Wars. So if you got Filoni, the guy that helped start the Clone Wars with Lucas, essentially saying, I don't know what's going on with that shit. Me personally, I would not want to do it. All right. And he follows it up saying, I have a lot of things I'm excited that we're doing looking forward. I think it's hard because I so appreciate the fan support. And I appreciate just how excited everybody was that we were back. I understand them wanting more and more episodes. The people that worked on it, myself and the team, basically all the leads, they were on the original run and I think it shows. We're really thankful we got to finish it. But I also think creatively, you always want to move forward. So that's another clear tip of the hat too. In terms of this existing stuff that was sort of fleshed out, half-assed here and here, there was some narratives woven. In terms of the artists that worked on that stuff, we're ready to move on from a creative perspective. Uh, So to me, Filoni has more or less confirmed that any of the old, unfinished Clone Wars arcs are just that. They're going to remain unfinished. They're never going to see the light of day. Uh, I do not think this closes the door on a potential... Uh, continuation of the animated Star Wars universe using characters from the Clone Wars, such as Ahsoka, Rex, Gregor, Wolf, so on and so forth. I mean, there's plenty of stories to be told with some of the named clones we got to know and love, uh, especially the ones that made it into Rebels. You know, how did those three clones end up on that planet together, walking around in that big clone, uh, uh, yeah, Clone War era walker. So, Uh, Like I said, I I think Filoni is directly addressing these unfinished arcs, saying they're not going to be done. But I'm also not going to say that we're never going to see animated Star Wars featuring characters that he helped to create in the Clone Wars. Uh, As I said, Captain Rex, Ahsoka, some of the other clones all have great potential for a Clone Wars spinoff, even a Rebels spinoff. Uh, Nick and I have talked about this a million times in terms of just the Rebels universe and its connections to other animated Filoni creations. That, too, probably is going to get some sort of continuation. It may not be a a sequel, per se, like Rebels 2, but it could very well take characters that were brought up in Rebels and take them on new adventures. I don't know, say one to look for two of the main characters that, at this point in time, are still Gonzo. Fates unknown. I'm talking about Ezra and Thrawn. 
so I don't think Filoni is saying animated Star Wars is done. We've all moved on from that. My dick's big now because I've had success in live action Star Wars. Uh, I think at his core, Filoni is always going to love the animated verse, if you will. That's what he started in. That's what got him in the Star Wars. Hell, I mean, that's what got Lucas to hire the guy. Uh, so I don't think he's ever going to completely abandon animated Star Wars. But in terms of, you know, stuff like this, Crystal Crisis on Utapau, we're probably not going to get that finished. Dark Disciple, you're not going to get that, but you did get it in a comic book. Son of Dathomir, another one. I think it would have been a fantastic arc on the show, but you do get it in a comic book. And for the most part, in the final Siege of Mandalore arc, uh, moments from Son of Dathomir were at least referenced and canonized within the Clone Wars universe itself. Uh, I mean, really, these two, Dark Disciple and Son of Dathomir, are probably the, the, the two biggest arcs that I would have liked to have seen. There, there's one other I'll talk about, but I, I think these would have been fun. Uh, I love Asajj Ventress. Uh, I think she's a very interesting character, especially the way the show was taking her. Uh, I mean, she started as Dooku's apprentice, hating all light side users, Jedi, so on and so forth. Had good battles with Kenobi and Skywalker, uh, some battles with Tano. And then ultimately, like a lot of these dark side apprentices from that era, got screwed over, tried to get killed, went back to her roots, and then kind of became a, a someone in the gray, uh, bounty hunter-ish like. Uh, where she still was a very formidable fighter thanks to her force training, this, that, and the other thing, but she was no longer dedicated just to the dark side. And then obviously Quinlan Voss is a, an interesting Jedi in his own right. Uh, and then just, you know, Maul, I, I said this back when we were wrapping the Clone Wars, Maul has literally gone to the number two spot on my personal list of all-time favorite Star Wars characters, Vader, Maul, just like that. I, I forget after that, it, it gets a little squirrely. Uh, Ahsoka's up there. Captain Rex is up there. Obviously, the Skywalkers, Luke, Rey. Uh, but Maul, thanks to his extended life from the Clone Wars, and, and really, in particular, that last run of episodes of Season 7 has cemented his legacy as a pimp. He is a Star Wars pimp character. I love him for it, so of course, if I could see any more animated Maul or, or moving Maul anything would be fantastic, because we all know I don't like to read. Uh, this is the other one I would have, have loved to have seen. I've, I've actually seen parts of this. They showed it at a, a celebration a few years back. Uh, but we would have got more on the bounty hunters, you know, early on, I think season one, season two, we, we got very defined arcs featuring the young Boba Fett. I mean, he tries to kill Mace by blowing up his ship. He gets linked up with Aura Singh, who essentially becomes his adopted mother, if you will. We've talked about Cad Bane and all the his awesomeness that he gets into in the Clone Wars. So <clears throat> they were going to do a, a, an additional Bounty Hunter storyline in the Clone Wars that would have not only shown us how Boba Fett, uh, well, not how, but when he dons his Mandalorian armor... But as I've said in the past, we would also learn how Cad Bane gets killed, adding to the aura, not Aura Singh, but his aura of Boba Fett, as well as the dent in Boba Fett's um, helmet, because they actually have a straight up Wild West duel, you know, take some paces and draw. 
and Fett takes him out. But Cad almost gets him, and thanks to Fett wearing his helmet, uh, he's saved. And that's how he has that dent, because Cad's bolt blasts into it, kind of knocks Boba out. But unfortunately, Cad was not wearing his Mandalorian armor, and he dies. Uh, so it's really those three I would have loved this scene playing out, uh, play out just because of some of the impacts on the overall overarching Star Wars canon, if you will. Uh, just I love little shit like that. Like, hey, how did Boba get his dent? Well, it was fighting with other bounty hunters, in particular a very powerful one at the time. Uh, but alas, we're not getting them. Dave's keeping them locked up because he is moving on to bigger and better things, which we should all be happy about. It just means he's probably working on all the stuff we've heard about, getting Ahsoka in the live action, potentially her own live action series, or spreading her out into other live action series. There's also the continuation of the Rebels storyline, in particular Ezra and Thrawn, that we need to know. So if that's the stuff Dave is working on, instead of you know, kind of putting the polish on these unfinished Clone Wars arcs, that is a-okay. Yes. We are greedy. Yes, I'd love to see these, but I understand, especially in this day and age, how things are trying to function in the world of a pandemic. Uh, resources are a little bit tighter. Focus needs to be laser type. That makes no sense. That's why I was like, how am I going to follow this up? Focus needs to be laser focus. Not a great way to say it. Anyways, uh, the one other one I would have liked to have seen, just because it gets into some legends at this point in time, but that would have been the Yuuzhan Vong arc of the Clone Wars. Yes, that was supposed to happen. I mean, this is like EU shit at this point in time. EU legends, if you will. Uh, but the way this episode was described in terms of its feel, it was going to have a, a, an X-Files flow to it, to where the Yuuzhan were actually starting to scout the Star Wars universe, the Republic itself. Uh, so I think that would have been a fun one to see just because, I mean, these, these were badasses in the EU and I didn't even read the books to know that, but I, I believe these motherfuckers helped to uh, kill off Chewbacca at one point in time. Uh, they're force immune. So literally all of our superheroes in the Star Wars galaxy were essentially useless against these people, at least the mental aspects of the force. Uh, so I think that would have been fun just to canonize them, flesh them out, and get some animated versions of these badass motherfuckers. All right, so I mean, that's kind of all I have to say on that stuff. I mean, yeah, I don't want to be like, ha, 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 you guys are idiots for thinking that these would get done. Uh, I, I don't deny you of that. I would love to see them too, but as Dave is saying himself, you know what? I'm an artist. I work with a bunch of artists. We're working on some new and exciting things. So while I understand fans love the Clone Wars and probably love it even more after we knocked out the final season, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Move on. Let me get back to making awesome. So that was excellent stuff. Yeah, we are just moving right along. Look at this. We are already into the fan segment, and we're only how many minutes into this? <laughs> 30 minutes. This is going to be the shortest episode of the Star Wars Time Show to date. The chat's quiet, so I don't really have uh, any commentary to add that what's already in my head. So we're just going to keep rolling around. 
you know, before we get into the actual top five honoring of the artists, tickling taints, licking balls, doing what we got to do to make people like us, we do have some more fan segment things to get to. We've got an update on the Battle of the Basics bracket, as well as the question of the week, which got a ton of responses. Uh, I had to limit it down to 10 that I'm going to go through, but good work on the question of the week. I know Nick got it up late, but I think we, when I went to look for comments to use, we were already around 60. There were also multiple story comments, and someone even replied on Twitter, <laughs> our, our most unwatched, unfollowed social media platform. So excellent stuff. Uh, but like I said, before we get into that, uh, the, the top five, let's go. Ooh, I don't want to do that. Watch out, people. I'm just hitting buttons at this point in time. Um, how about we hide the browser window and bring up the old slacky do? Uh, there's no slacky do. Just give me a second here. Bear with me. It's still blank. Sweet. All right, come on, Slack. There we go. All right, we've got something up on the screen now. Sorry if you're audio only. I'm really fucking this one up because I've already forgot to record the opening part of the show. But anyways, let's get into the update on the Battle of the Basics bracket. Uh, just for a little insights, if you are new to the Star Wars Time Show, uh, during this segment, we do a lot of fan stuff. We typically ask the fans a question on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and they respond if they're good fans. If not, they're assholes. And then we pick some comments to read. But before we do that, we also are running a tournament between non-Force users in the Star Wars galaxy. So the update on that for this week, we, we did have two bouts to look at, and they were blowouts. I'm talking... See you later. Why did you even show up for this fight? And the first one here was the battle between Han Solo and Poe Dameron. And as Nick has said, the way this works, in your mind, you take the best version of these characters and then you pair them off and whoever wins, that's who you should be clicking on. And as you can see here with the results, Han Solo, his best version kicks the living piss out of Poe's best version on any given Sunday. We had a 94% to 6% vote. So 94% for Han, 6% for Poe. So poo-poo Poe, go run some spice, you drug addict. We got the one uh, uh, spice smuggler kicking the shit out of the wannabe spice smuggler. So now we know who smuggles spice the best in the Star Wars galaxy. And that is Han motherfucking Solo. All right. I'm going to try to pull up some, some of the votes here because I know you guys like getting shamed. Sorry. Again, I don't have my, my partner here to do some of this stuff while I'm jabbing. All right. Here we go. All right. Here are the results. I want to see all. All right, lots of Hans, Capwolf photos, Dad Fett, Odal Studio, Coaz, Toys at War, Aaron Byraw, Liam was a Han guy. He's in here. A Sith load of Legos, a Han guy. Uh, who else? Han guy. SWTBS, Stormtrooper Pete. Uh, one Six Shooters, Han, Bearded Toy Man, Baron. He's in the chat. He's a Han guy. Uh, plastic action is a Han guy. Klondike is a Han guy. All right, so 
Good for you guys. Let's see who did Poe here. <laughs> there's, there's literally six Poe votes. We got Chaos King, Trooper Shooter, EKU Rory, CT72402, Padawan15, and Drew Toys. Uh, so it was none of the Star Wars Time Show regulars, a.k.a. the Fandos, a.k.a. I'm not going to do this all the time, but the assholes, the ass wipes, the douches, the dickheads, right? Um, so yeah, everyone, at least the, the Star Wars Time Show loyalists, went with Han on this vote. So Han will be moving on. I'm not sure who he's fighting. Nick is the keeper of the bracket. I can't figure that shit out, and I don't feel like looking it up. Uh, but that was our, our first result. We also had a, uh, another matchup, and this one also was a blowout. Uh, uh. Oh, thank you. Got to pick my nose and clear my throat. The nose picking is for those on the live stream, since you can't quite get uh, the, the full effect of a burp on the live stream. But up next here, we had uh, Django and Emphis. So not as bad as the Han and Poe. This one clocked in at 82% for Django, 18% for Emphis. Uh, so not a, a matte smearing beatdown of Django, uh, of Django doing it to Emphis, but a, a pretty a clear vote breakdown. Uh, the Star Wars Time Show fandom has voted Django is moving on. Um, I don't know. Like I said, when we debuted the bracket, I still think Nick had Django too high. Uh, Django, at least in the movies, was more impressive than his clone son, Boba, as Nick did remind me. He did go toe-to-toe with a, a Jedi Knight. I don't know if Kenobi was a master in clones. I think he was still just a knight. He did go toe-to-toe with a Jedi and managed to escape. That was impressive. Uh, much more so than what Boba did when he went face-to-face with just a, not even a Jedi Knight at that point, and essentially looked like a doofus. Uh, but that's either here, either here nor there, right? That's how you say that, I think. Uh, Nick is the keeper of the bracket, and he wanted Django up there. So anyways, Django beats Emphis. Let's go ahead and get some of the breakdown here. Uh, Django, in terms of people, we would know the Coral Pulse, Papa Palpatine, uh, Kingdom of Weird, Ying Keat, Star Wars Toys 73. I noticed none of the Aussies are in here today. They must be boycotting because of all the hat bullshit or the asshole stuff. And that's just fine. Uh, who else? SWTBS Wildwing. He just showed up in the chat. Sean Forney voted for Django. He's in the chat. Rust Belt Collector. Toy Box Photography. Charlie Chosen 7. The Mighty Empire. So yeah, a lot of names you'd know. Sir Dork went with Django. In terms of Emphis, we've got some people here. It's time to out you. And I don't know. I, I probably would have voted Emphis myself. And it looks like the Star Wars Time Show <laughs> voted Emphis. So I guess that was Nick's vote. Uh, so we voted Emphis, uh, JP Lavanda, Stormtrooper Pete, uh, Greggy Boy did, Twinkle Tits, Scion went for Emphis, Cryo went for Emphis, Klondike went for Emphis, they're all up in this piece. Uh, so, like I said, not as big of a blowout as Han vs. Poe, but still pretty bad. Uh, and it seems people still have a hard-on for dudes in helmets. I don't know. I figured it was like a helmet versus a helmet matchup. But Django is the winner. Rest in peace, Emphis. Now you can go back and help the rebellion score some coaxium. Your services were appreciated. 
All right, so that's the update on the Battle of the Basics. Like I said, I'm not sure who Django moves on the fight. I'm Maybe Han? I don't know. I don't know how it works. Nick is the keeper of all that nonsense, and it's basically rocket science to me. So we'll, we'll let him introduce that. Coming up next week if he returns from his break. Uh, and like I said, he's not dead. He tested perfectly for COVID-19, like someone would say. Uh, but essentially... He doesn't have it, so that's good, but he, he's still traveling. He's on a break, taking some time to, to do whatever, probably play The Last of Us 2 over and over again, and shirk his Star Wars time show responsibilities. But fear not, the fan segment continues with our question of the week, which, if I was smart, I would have popped up in a graphic for you on the uh, YouTube, but I'm not, so I'm just going to read it to you. But essentially, Nick proposed, Did you like Solo? If you like Solo, would you want it to continue in a movie or more of a series on Disney Plus? All right, so that was the gist of the question. Solo, yay, nay. If you liked it, would you like to see it continue? So, uh, as always, we take 10 responses from the fandos and let's see what we get. So, the first one here is a response from a Sith Lodalego, someone that's been featured in the top five before, and he gives us a hell yeah! I went in fully expecting to hate Solo, but ended up absolutely loving it. So I want more, but rather a movie than a series for me. Um, I think Sith Low to Lego's experience probably matches a few other people's. I mean, I didn't go in expecting to hate Solo. That's I don't typically roll into movies wanting to hate them. Otherwise, why go to the movies? But I get it. Uh, I remember Solo came on the back end of all the TLJ nonsense it really uh, the toxicity was really starting to ramp up at that time so there's there a weird feeling around solo i still think bob Iger's an asshole for re- sticking to its may release date to allow mary fucking poppins to get the december release i think that's half of the issue uh, between uh, behind solo's failures if you will um but i didn't go into thinking i was going to hate it i just went into like hey well, we'll see what's going to happen i mean it, it sounded like a rocky production could be a little wonky you never know but i actually quite enjoyed it myself uh and going with a movie over series hey that would work too because uh, i believe at one point in time this was supposed to be at least a two film project if not three all the stars were locked down into a contract it would have been great could have got more kira more Han learning to be the smuggler scoundrel that we found him to be in A New Hope, but we didn't. Because Bob Iger's an asshole, and Star Wars fans are a bunch of prima donnas. All right, next. Uh, Tones, who isn't in the live stream today, so we speak your name, Tones. Hope you're doing all right. Uh, he gave a nice explanation here. So yes, he likes Solo, and he wants a Disney Plus series because he believes it would work so well. Continue the story and see how Han befriends Jabba and have it run into just before A New Hope, or at least see why Han dumped the spice and got boarded by the Empire. We could also see the continued relationship between Maul and Kira and her fate. There's so much story to be told here that would make another outstanding TV series. What's not to like? More Chewbacca, more Falcon, more Maul. This so needs to happen. Well said, Tones. I I mean, you really couldn't have expressed your excitement, your enthusiasm any better than I could do myself. Uh, I'm right with you. 
I love Star Wars. I love learning more about Star Wars that adds to all of the narratives I've, I've read before and the narratives to come. I like world building. So yes, I would have loved to see how Han gets in with Jabba and why Jabba, uh, we know, ends up considering him to be one of his best smugglers ever until he had to dump the spice. I would love to see the spice dump. You know, what gets that bounty put on Han's head? Uh, was he in a dire situation? How close was he to getting captured by the Empire? Um, and even more so, all the shit with Maul. I mean, let's go. Darth Maul, or just Maul, Mad Maul, the crime syndicate Lord Maul. Let's do it. Ray Park on the screen again. Come on. There, there, there's really nothing negative to say about the, the potential of Solo continuing so stop it! Stop complaining! Uh, but yeah, I mean, Maul, Kira, I'd love to see, you know, what ultimately happens between Han and Kira. Does she ditch him for the crime syndicate? Does she sacrifice herself for him because of the crime syndicate? Clearly, uh, she's probably not in his life by the time A New Hope rolls around. And we know that people like her are probably why Han is so kind of standoffish to people that he meets when we first are introduced to him in the most icely cantina in A New Hope. So yeah, and then uh, like, like Richard says here, I mean, more Chewy, more Falcon, more space runs. It, it would have been fan-freaking-tastic. I bet you thought I was going to say fuck. All right, up next, Jose Matos 024. I would like to see a movie just about mud troopers like a Dunkirk or 1917, but in Star Wars. So that's why I picked this comment because, I mean, to be honest with you, a lot of people were in agreement with Solo. A lot of people outside of the usual people that just hate anything new Star Wars like Papa and a few others. We're, we're all behind it. Yes, I want Solo. Or yes, I thought I was going to hate it, and now I loved it. So yeah, I want more. That was the general take. But Jose here, I, I like his thinking. He's kind of thinking outside the box. Essentially just having a Solo series that focuses on those Mimban troopers, the mud troopers, the ones with the capes, the ones standing on top of Chewie's prison, betting on if he's going to eat Han in a certain amount of time. Uh, I, I do. I mean, I, I think a, a serious or a more serious take on the war, in particular from the Imperial side, the perspective of a trooper, would actually be a very interesting and intriguing Star Wars project to check out. Uh, the closest we've got to any of that was Finn in the early parts of Force Awakens, where we actually get to see a trooper reacting to all the atrocities being committed by his fellow uh, people in his platoon. So on and so forth. So I think it would be fantastic to see a, a, a more serious war film from the perspective of a Mimban mud trooper. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Oh, he's talking about mud trooper. So that would have been like Solo's get up. But either or, those guys, the Mimban troopers, let's do it. All right, Mar. Mar that's all, folks. Mark Walker photo. I'd be happy with either, so either a movie or a series, but a series would be fantastic. As long as we get the original cast, but hey, this is Disney money we're talking. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, this can't be done unless you get, uh, what's his name? Aiden. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on the cast here. That's why I need Nick. Yeah, Alden. Alden Ehrenreich, right? Then you had Glover. 
Then you have the Queen of Dragons. Then you have at Sir Dork. Then you have, you know, you got Junis and all that stuff. So, yeah, you, you got to bring back the cast. Totally agree with that. You don't want to fuck around there. And Ray Park, please. We need Ray Park in the mall makeup again and not in a hologram form. Let's do it. We need an action scene with Ray Park. Come on. Okay, EFX photos. I'd take either, but a show would be more enjoyable. I love that they made the Mandalorian release once a week. It really made you appreciate the episodes on their own. That also is a, an interesting take and, and slightly different than what we we're getting from the masses here. And I agree. Uh, I think at one point in time, a lot of us were, you know, kind of burned over the cadence of the Mandalorian release. And it was only on Fridays you had to wait. But I think it added to the, the excitement of the series. You know, you, you, you got a little bit. You got 20, 30 minutes of Mando. And then that was it. So you had to, you know, you kind of sit there and break down that episode, analyze it, watch it a few times and really get intimate with the content versus if it was like a Netflix and they just dump everything, uh, you tend to turn into a, a couch potato and just start almost consuming the content in an osmosis format to where you might just be rushing through things, missing little elements in an episode that pop up in, in one uh, farther down the the season so i i do like having to wait the other reason being the the doofus i am and wanting to create content based on some of these star wars shows that you know only a couple hundred people watch anyways uh, i'm also glad they're on a weekly release otherwise i would i would probably lose a full weekend of life just watching every episode doing easter egg recaps and a review that no one watches because i'm a dumb fuck I'm a psycho. I'm someone that keeps doing the same thing over and over and expecting the results to change. So textbook nut job. Okay, action figure noob. He uh, almost always makes the question of the week because he always gives us thought out and detailed answers. So he's going with a series, wants a solo series, at the very least a mini series. So, you know, maybe just a two-parter. Uh, but I really want to see Gangster Mall and more of Kira's backstory. They can even squeeze in more emphasis in it, I think. Would be cool if it was somewhat of a prequel to what the Cassian show would become. Yeah, I mean, all that all that would be great. And, and like he's saying and, and kind of how Tone's brought up, I think to me, uh, the whole gangster aspect of it, you know, you're, you're going to have Maul as a major player in the crime world now, and Kira's working for him. But you're also going to have Jabba, an existing major player in the crime world, and you're going to have Han working for him. So there's potential to where these two would have been crossing paths on jobs, uh, maybe stealing something from each other. Who knows? It would have been very interesting to see these dynamics play out. Uh, but, uh, you know, Maul. I'm going to keep going back to Maul. I'm stuck on Maul. I've got Maul on the brain. Uh, I'm for anything more Maul. So we get more Maul learning about how he was as a crime lord, how he ran Crimson Dawn. Uh, I, I think it'd be fantastic. And of course, as action figure noob saying here, you could get some side stories with with Emphis and the Rebellion or even other Rebellion characters that would have been around uh, during this time. Because we know Maul dies before the Battle of Yavin. I believe he dies in season three of Rebels. Uh, so he dies before the rebellion really starts making some progress 
against the Empire. All right, up next we have Resistance 827. I would love to see a series. Solo's very underrated and got a lot of undeserved hate thanks to people's disappointment with the sequels. Very true. I just want to see more of the era between the Clone Wars and the Galactic Civil War. Uh, I, me too. I, I think there's th- that is a ripe period for storytelling. Uh, thanks to the Clone Wars, we've had a, a bunch of characters created that we've all fell in love with and know about, so you have that to draw on for that time period. And obviously characters we've met later on in the Civil War and beyond. You could you know get younger versions of them in there and see different stories, learn why they are the way they are. Um, so it... it it, it is a ripe era of Star Wars storytelling, and I do think we are going to get more content. Uh, maybe not directly in this period, but I, I do think you can almost take it to the bank. We're going to get some sort of continuation of the Rebels story. Not Rebels 2, but something where it involves at least Sabine, maybe Ahsoka, Ezra, Thrawn, and hopefully Zeb and all those fun people. So... Uh, but the, the the whole period in between Clone Wars and the Civil War itself, definitely some some interesting shit to get into. As Fallen Order tried to show us, there it's a very chaotic time in the universe. The Empire is just rising. They're just going around now and kind of locking down their iron grip on all these systems. So uh, I do agree, lots of interesting stuff to see in this timeline. And here we go. Then we got Papa. Hell to the Nah. Solo lost money. I'm not sure if that's 100% true. In terms of losing money, I don't know if it lost money, it just didn't make the fistful of dollars that Disney is used to making on a Star Wars license. Nothing memorable about it. Okay, that's that's a personal opinion. We'll let them have it. Uh, Disney does not have extra money to throw around. They have billions to recoup. There's the other one I'll, I'll, I'll question. Disney spent $4 billion to buy the license, I believe, just on the three movies, or the four mo- the five movies they've done. They've recouped their investment and some, not to mention the licensing, the figures, this, that, and the other thing. So Disney's not hurting for Star Wars money. Uh, he just hates Solo for some reason. And I think it's mostly because of, uh, you know, we, we know how Papa feels about TLJ and that. So, and, and just Disney Star Wars in general, he fucking hates it. So I, I was expecting to get something like this. I'm, I'm glad he replied. I thought he was uh, mad at us after last week. But uh, it seems he is still on the Star Wars time show bandwagon, at least for now. Uh, yeah, we're going to mention here from the peanut gallery. Most of these answers results in the wish to see another Star Wars series about Maul or Kira, but nothing about Solo. You understand, I, I picked 10 out of 60 on top of some story mentions, and we got one more to go here. Uh, I picked the ones that were slightly different, Wild Wings, so uh, it's actually reversed. There was a lot of, yes, we just want Solo. Yes, 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 Solo, Solo, Solo. I, I kind of picked some of the answers that had a little more nuance to them. And then, like I said, this, this one blew me away because it came in on Twitter, and I, I didn't even think people paid attention to us on Twitter, and, and they don't. Uh, we just got lucky here with Swarly133. Uh, would love to see it continue either way, but if I had my choice, it would be as a series. There's a lot of potential there with the story. I feel like it never got a fair shake because it came out just six months after The Last Jedi, which obviously was so divisive. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of how this thing shakes out with Solo. Like I said, 
if Iger would have just moved it, gave the team more time after Ron came in, uh, moved it to the December release, give it a few more months to let the TLJ nonsense kind of trickle down a bit. It, we, it was never going to die out. I mean, hell, we still get animated about it even now, all these years later. But uh, dropping Solo in May so soon after the TLJ stuff was just an epic fail of the most epic proportions. Uh, I think that's why Iger retired. He just felt like such a dope for doing that. For Mary fucking Poppins. Solo essentially got shit canned for Mary Poppins. Okay? That's Bob Iger for you. All right? So don't blame it all on Kathleen. Trust me. Bob's a motherfucker too. All right. So I think that is... No. Hey, look at this. We got uh, one more from our artist buddy, Sean Forney. Yes. A series about Crimson Dawn and everything that leads up to Han and A New Hope. So there's another one kind of going on the the gangster lean, if you will. Uh, but it, it, me, like what I'd like to see, like I said, I'd love to see... Han meeting up with Jabba and getting in his good graces, becoming kind of his go-to smuggler. I'd like to see the fallout, the spice dump, and subsequent bounty. I would love to see Maul and Kira stuff, Maul and Solo stuff, and then Kira and Solo stuff. I think all those would be very interesting little threads. And let's not forget who else would could be prime for this series or movie, Lando. That's right. The Lando Chronicles. We could see the Lando Chronicles play out in live action form. So uh, I, I would love to see it in in either fashion. I mean, I love the allure of going to a film, but these days I think movie theaters are all going to be dead. So I guess I'll go with a Disney Plus series just for the fact of the amount of content you could cover versus doing films. So that is that for the opening part of the fan segment, uh, fan segment, my friends. Hopefully everyone enjoyed that thing. For some reason, my hotkeys aren't working here. So we'll bring our browser window back, drop the slack, and now it is the time everyone has congregated for. And that is the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. If anyone to watch the Muppets, that's kind of like pigs in space. I think so. I'm crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm turning 40 in a couple weeks, so the old mind's starting to slip. All right, so uh, those of you listening, those of you in the live stream, you, you know how this goes down. But if you are someone listening to the Star Wars Time Show for the first time, first off, let me apologize for you having to go through a solo cast just listening to me expel hot air for over an hour at this point in time. Uh, it's not quite what we like to put forward to our new fans, but it is what it is. But in terms of the top five and how this comes about, on Instagram, we ask artists that like to create Star Wars art to tag us, hashtag Star Wars Time Show, and to tag our account at Star Wars Time Show anytime they share Star Wars art, be it traditional art or be it photography, toy photography. It doesn't matter if it's Star Wars related. We want to see it, and it could get you featured on the greatest podcast for Star Wars fans and toy photographers in all of humanity. 
It could be the only one because it really doesn't make sense. How do you pair Star Wars with toy photography? They don't go together. I just know that a lot of toy photographers like Star Wars. So that's how we got here, right? All right. So let's do it. Who did Nick pick this week? Again, I line them all up through the week. I do 12 a day, seven days a week. I'd never take a day off sharing picks because you motherfuckers keep tagging us. So much so that the featured two feature folder, it, it hovers these days around 130, 140. I cannot knock it down. I'll do 12 and then I'll add 20 the next day. It just, it's a never ending stream of awesome Star Wars art. So keep it up, people. Uh, but these are the five that Nick decided to go with this week. Up first, we have a fine looking shot from the at underscore photo junkie account. Uh, this account, I, I believe I became aware of this account maybe a month or two ago. I've uh, definitely featured multiple shots from this account. Uh, the account, I would say it's a mix of, of portrait and composite work. Uh, Photo Junkie does a lot of just kind of epic portrait poses like you see here with this scout trooper. Uh, it looks like he's holding a Clone Wars era rifle. He's got, uh, it looks like Ray's staff draped over his chest, and he's holding a pair of binocs. And then, as I said, it seems the composites work comes in. There's a, an AT-AT in the back, a nice skyline, and a Star Destroyer up in the sky. Uh, so I, I'm, being a kind of a predominant portrait photographer myself, going more for static poses and trying to coax some emotion out of a piece of plastic that's just standing there instead of doing something, you know, kind of radical or explosive like the dork. Uh, I think that's why I'm, I'm personally drawn to Photo Junkie. Uh, it's always a nicely lined up framed portrait shot. And for the most part, the figures always look badass. You know, just standing there like this, this scout trooper standing there. And, and the look I get is... I'm going to fuck you up, okay? So that's how this shot made me feel. Uh, and really, a lot of photo junkie shots make me feel that way. Um, so good work here from Photo Junkie. I'm not sure if it's a big account. Let's go ahead and check him out here on the gram. Uh, yeah, he's a, a Canadian. So 1,600 followers. I definitely recommend giving him a follow. Uh, like I said, lots of good portrait photography in here. And you will probably see more from the junkie as the weeks go by, as long as Stefan keeps tagging us. So, uh, oh, look, and he's shooting these on an iPhone. Damn. So that's even more impressive. So make sure to check him out. If you are listening and you're not on the live stream, it is at underscore photo junkie. Hit him up. Good stuff. All right. Up next. Uh, a returning top five uh, award winner in this, this next shot is from a fando, an asshole, a peanut gallery resident, and that is at SWTBS underscore Wild Wing. And Mr. Wild Wing here has created one of the better looking jump trooper shots I've seen. And I'm talking about first, first order jetpack troopers, if you will. Uh, you know, they fly now, that type of stuff, that silly line. But what Wild Wing achieved here, and uh, it, it looks like it's mostly practical. It looks like he uh, probably dumped in some VFX for the uh, sun flare and, and jet pack effects. 
but he did do a a particle blast that is is perfectly matched up to the trooper's jetpack that definitely elicits a feeling of the guy actively taking off kicking up all that dust and getting ready to go shoot at something that he is definitely not going to hit uh as i said it's 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 very clean shot it's very crisp great focus um, I, I like all the white in it too. You know, it, it, it's sometimes a lot of white, especially bright sunlight can whitewash a shot, but I actually think the, the extra brightness here, the highlights, uh, really add to the pop that this shot gives off. Um, uh, so like I said, really the, the, the standout to me, it's a great takeoff pose, but more importantly, getting those particles to line up and, and look like the trooper himself actually kicked them up by uh, enabling his jetpack boosters is a very very nice touch wild wing great work there uh, good mix of practical and then just little uh, looks like probably some uh, post processing elements like the flare the the jetpack exhaust so on and so forth um, flower okay so we're getting from wild wing it's, it's flower being used and, and not dirt uh, so good stuff there. Make sure to give at SWTBS underscore Wildwing a follow. And yes, he has some other shots in the two feature folder. I just can't share them back to back to back to back. I got to spread things out, right? No favorites here, even though I love all of you in the live chat more than I love everyone else that's not in it. But I don't play favorites. Or do I? Or do I? Okay, this next one here is from one of my personal favorite accounts. It's someone else that I feel has been hosed by the IG algo, and that is at the Corel Pulse. Uh, What we're looking at here, if you are just listening, it's a shot of BB-8 looking at Baby Yoda, and it's it's a fantastically posed shot with great uh, post-processing effects. And by that, I mean the fact that he got the baby Yoda to reflect so cleanly and clearly in BB-8's main eye is what really sells the shot. Uh, so to me, the, the, the shot, it, it, it's basically BB-8 bending his head down. Yes, he, even BB-8 would have to dip his head down to get to baby Yoda's level and just kind of looking at him very curiously like, what is this thing? What is this green frog-like creature in a potato sack uh it's just it's a very endearing looking shot uh it's it's cute can i say it's a cute shot does that work uh i I just love it i mean this is one you'd want to hang up like in your your kid's bedroom or something it's a it's a feel-good shot and it's just uh it's it's simple yeah you know it's it's a nice simple setup uh, the, the perspective the Coral Pulse got here is amazing because it's so pulled in. Those of us that own a Black Series BB-8 or a Black Series Baby Yoda, we know how physically small they are. So when you see them in the shot and they look life-size, that's another uh, great use of, of the camera and just knowing how to frame a shot. Um, so uh, like I said, the, the, the Coral Pulse has great stuff. Great work, but look look at the following. Like like what's going on here? 1526. His stuff, like some of ours, look 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 at the likes on this stuff. 200s, 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 298, 438. It's like, come on, people. 
Come on, Instagram. Give this dude some love. I mean, look at this shot here. I know I featured this one. I don't think Nick picked it. Uh, but, you know, that's my taste versus Nick's. So uh, make sure to, if you're not already, follow The Coral Pulse. It is at T-H-E-C-O-R-R-E-L-L-P-U-L-S-E. At The Coral Pulse. Um, pretty much drops a Star Wars shot a day, if not multiple and it is all great work, but he is definitely shortchanged by Instagram like many of us are. Uh, if only we had the IG love juice like the Sir Dork. Just kidding, Jared. You've earned it, buddy. You've earned it. We're, we just all wish we could go viral like you too, pal. Uh, so that was the Coral Pulse. All right, up next, we have some traditional art, so I'm sure I'll fumble my way through this. Uh, but this is some fantastic stuff right here. Uh, we've featured Jake Bartok before. Uh, he clearly doesn't use the tag because he doesn't give a shit. He's got plenty of followers and, and a big uh, uh, follower following for his art over on his page. Uh, but I, anytime IG actually shows us his shots because we do follow him, I'm probably going to share one. Because you get stuff like this. You get this medieval mall, which is life to me right now. Like, do you see this shit? I mean, this picture, my friends, if you're listening on audio, it's Darth Maul drawn in a way that sets him during medieval times. I mean, still doesn't have shirt on, but he's got a, a single shoulder pauldrons. He's got some gauntlets. Uh, he's got like a, a Celtic skirt on and he's got the, the dark saber. It's just a, a radical looking shot. Uh, I, I, again, who knows what style he's using here. All I can say is Jake Bartok arted the living shit out of this shot. Uh, it's just awesome. I love the concept of medieval Star Wars characters, and the execution is just as great as the concept itself. Uh, I do want to show you some of the other ones he's created, because again, we follow him. He doesn't tag us, so I don't always get to see his work but yeah look i mean he's been continuing this on here's a uh medieval padme badass you got dooku not sure what that is there's dooku again asage i mean look at this stuff absolutely amazing look he even cooked up a map for it that's what i mean it's like these these artists are just the, the where their imaginations go uh, never ceases to amaze me. So uh, this gem is from Jake Bartok, J-A-K-E-B-A-R-T-O-K, Jake Bartok on Instagram. Excellent looking stuff if you love yourself some traditional art and not just toy photography. Uh, hey, look at that. There's the, the Coral Pulse joined into the chat. Hopefully you got to hear the, uh, the praise we lumped on you. We speak your name. And I personally, hey, Woodpop, I feel your pain. And I can even rhyme now. So call me Darth Pop. All right. And the final shot of this week's top five. Yes, Nick did not pick one for me to eviscerate, meaning one of my old shots. This would have been a, a Matt old shot shit on it week. But Nick left that out because, again, he's taking a break. Uh, but we do get this very, very well done black and white Lego shot. Uh, this, my friends, is art. Everything we've been looking at is art, but th this is one, honestly, I could see hanging in an art museum, an art gallery. And what we're looking at, for those of you that can't see, 
It is three Lego Stormtroopers. So yeah, just bear with me. I'm telling you, this is still a high art piece. It's three Lego Stormtroopers carrying one of their fallen brothers. Like he's in between two others. He has his arms up on their necks and they're dragging him through. Uh, so it's just, it, it's a fantastic looking black and white. And when you can get Lego minifigures to evoke feelings of, I don't know, sadness, uh, that's an impressive feat to pull off. Um, I, I look at this, I'm looking at three little cutesy Lego stormtroopers, and I feel like they've just been through a horrible battle. Their buddy got his ass kicked. And they're doing what they can to get him to safety. I mean, it just, it really, it truly is a beautiful Lego shot. Uh, a lot of times Lego shots, I mean, they, they look cute. They look funny. Uh, this one has some legit emotion behind it. Uh, there, is, there is sadness here. There is feelings of loss. Uh, it is a great war shot. War is hell, even if you are a cute-looking Lego minifigure brick person. Uh, so great work from at Tier Mir. So it's at T-I-E-R-M-I-R. Uh, another account that just puts out some fantastic Lego photography. Uh, always uh, gets emotions out of his Lego shots that you typically don't feel when you're looking at Lego photography. So uh, lots of great black and white work too from at Tier Mir. Uh, so check him out. Uh, Klondike's asking no honorable mention. No, this is a this should have been a a Matt shit on his shot week, and then that next week we are back to the plus one. Remember, it's a top one. It's not honorable mention. It's Haywood Pops top one. So it's it's a legit shot, if not better than Nick's top five because it's coming from me. So uh, that is it for you, Klondike. I'm sorry, buddy. No honorable mentions. No this, that, and the other thing. I guess since we're here. And you asked for it, and I am, I'm not taking that long. I mean, I think we're just over an hour. I guess I will go through real quickly and look uh, and just kind of pick one. Like if I was picking a top one this week off the top of my head, scrolling through here, looky, looky, what do we see? Who shot will I pick? Oh, man. This is, this is hard. All right, so we've been starting back here. I mean, really, th this cryo shot is pretty fucking special. Uh, I'm not sure why Nick didn't pick that, so send the hate mail to at that Nick C. But the, this cryo kind of pinup girl shot he did with Zori, Pose Helmet, and our logo is excellent. Uh, I'd almost want a, a, that's like a t-shirt, a hoodie type of design there. So cryo, thank you for that. Uh, that was a fun one. Uh, this dude right here is someone new that I found, Bertog. I'm digging that. Uh, but if I gun to my head, if I had to pick a shot, probably plastic action, just because it's a, a plastic action shot. It's just fucking beautiful. Looks great. Uh, I mean, look at the little tiny, <laughs> little tiny baby Yoda, and a, I think that's Hot Toys Yoda holding it, and then you got Porgs in there. I mean, it's just it's just a fantastic looking shot. So that, that probably would have been mine off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, it, it's not easy. Those of you on the live stream, as you look at our page and you see all the, the stuff I feature throughout the week, and then you have to sit there and limit it to five, it's like, fuck. I mean, it's hard to just stop at sharing 12 a day. I, I, I could share until uh, I, I develop blisters on my thumbs. So 
Uh, there you go. There's kind of a, a bonus honorable mention, if you will. It was a, a double shot, that pinup from Cryo, and then that very well-composed Father's Day shot from Plastic Action. Um, yes, Cryo, I said, you cocksucking motherfucker taking our logo. No. I loved it. It was a great shot. It's fantastic. Like I said, I would love to see it on a on a hoodie, on a shirt, something like that. It's a, a fantastic mashup of the Star Wars Time Show logo, sexy looking Zori, and Poe's helmet. All right, my friends. Well, in, in terms of the solo cast, I think that is it for you. I've covered the topics. I've responded to the fandos, a.k.a. the assholes. And uh, our time is done. So it's time to do that Star Wars time show dance. And that dance means you need to get your happy asses over to StarWarsTime.net. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Today's a day where it works, at least in Safari. And while you're over here, you know, check out some of our content. It has gotten lighter over these summer weeks because there's really nothing dropping in terms of uh, believable rumors or releases, updates on movies, comics, this, that, and the other thing. Yes, fuck you, COVID-19. You are taking away our Star Wars. But sucked it up, did a solo. Who knows if it was good? If you did enjoy it, if this was your first time listening and you are on StarWarsTime.net, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to the show using either the sidebar, you know, we're on Apple, iTunes, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Android, Stitcher, iHeart, Pandora, Deezer, email, RSS. There's literally too many to mention. Just do it. And while you're over there, leave a rating or review. If you've already done that, go to another platform you're not on, subscribe, and leave a rating and or a review. Even better, start forcing your family to do it. They may not like it at first. Just like a bad rash, you may not like it at first, but over time, it'll grow on you. It'll become a part of you. You'll learn to deal with it. That is a Star Wars time show, so spread it out, right? Star Wars time 19. Spread the good word because July is looking like a shitty month for the Star Wars Time Show in terms of downloads and listens. We are well off track of even June, which is about 800 less than the explosive May. I understand summertime. Some of the, you know, dopier people are out there pretending the virus is gone, living like living life like it was the summer of 2019. So we're going to we're going to lose some listeners that way. But I, but I fear we're trending downwards. So that's where we need the fandos, the assholes to get out there, find other Star Wars fans, find other Star Wars artists and let them know. And once they know, tell them what to do. Do the dance. StarWarsTime.net gets subbed up to a podcast platform. Find us on YouTube. Sub up there. Turn on notifications. Flick up the thumb. Comment away. That is how we drive the Star Wars Time Show ship to success. Because we all know it's not going to be me talking. It's not going to be me creating content. It's going to be you tricking other people to listen. You need to convince them that there's always time for Star Wars time. You all know it. If you're new, hopefully you'll get to learn it. But those that haven't found out yet need to be exposed. Because if you listen to the Star Wars time show, the Force will be with you. Always. (laughs) 